Welcome to the Dog Zone 9000, the official podcast of 1-900-HOT-DOG, America's final comedy website. Uh, rest in peace, comedy. We write funny articles every day. No ads, no robots, no SEO exploitation. It's revolutionary in the sense that it's the internet from like the year 2001. We're still doing that. So come uh, support talented comedians who have looked into the face of change and said, nah, nah. No, thanks. Uh, <laughs> Patreon.com slash 1-900-HOT-DOG. We're, uh, we're not wrong, you're wrong. Uh, I'm Princess Robert Brockway, and with me is the internet's yin-yang man, Sean Baby. Hell oh, yeah. Thank you, Wushu Master. It's a pleasure to be here. <laughs> and, and our guest, superstar, chameleon, machine, Merit K. <laughs> <laughs> wow, all three rolled into one. Not rolled bad. into one abomination. <laughs> should not be yeah uh, how you Crime doing today, against right? god i'm good uh yeah thanks for having me back it's uh did, it's always a pleasure to be we here. love to have you yeah did you get a chance to watch wmac today so in other words i'm asking did you have a good day uh, yeah yeah i had a great day with my uh fucking tattoo assassins ass uh characters the cast of wmac masters you got Definitely remember all of their names. Definitely remember all of their their cool things that they do. Um, <laughs> all their signature and their unique personalities. Yeah, yeah. You're right. I really do have, yeah. God, what a what a what a just what a, show. A, a moment in time, you know. We're skipping well, all before, our banter. Uh, are you playing something fun, Merritt? Am I playing something fun? Yeah. Um, I uh, I kind of swore off video games for a while after I got uh, laid off of my video game job and uh, I got sense. so Hello. mad at destiny and I don't, I really, as speaking as a listener of the podcast, I truly don't <laughs> want to poison the podcast with destiny talk too late. So oh, yeah, uh, they get pissed. Too late. They get so pissed late. at us when we talk about uh, destiny. Yeah. So I'm not going to talk about it. I, I, I stopped playing it though, but um, a friend of mine gave me a steam deck. So I've been playing remnant two. Oh, uh, hell yes. A cool game. I think you guys talked about, a while mm -hmm. ago, so I don't want to repeat. Yeah, I have not. Uh, cool. I have not it? gotten it yet, but I ordered it. It'll be here on Thursday. You, oh, sorry, wait, what? Like a hard copy of it? I only like on buy hard copies. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's fuck cool the internet. Hell. Fuck technology. Hey, you know what? That's I love that because that's like I remember when I and I I'm breaking my own whole credo that I just stated but uh when i bought destiny 2 the first time i went into a GameStop and bought it on a disc for five dollars <laughs> did they ask you why you were there what are you did yeah, you get lost I, mean, I was like because i didn't know how modern games worked uh because i hadn't played any for a while at the time and i was like oh okay so i do this but then i also have to like buy all these expansions to kind of experience it but mm -hmm. uh yeah they were like are you sure you're not here for Funko Pops. Like, wait, we don't actually sell. <laughs> Where did you find this? We don't actually sell games. Those cases anymore. are empty. I, I could <laughs> yeah. find so I could ask around, I guess. Just a little piece of paper that you have to take up, like a, a, a Toys R Us. Like a Toys R Us. Oh, I love that. Oh, my God. That was the fucking best. Um, no, I think that's cool. I have some physical copies of games. Uh, I'm looking over at my shelf right now. I have, um, uh, I have site training train your eyes for the nintendo ds on the physical okay. copy uh -huh. uh, i keep that locked and loaded does, does that work your, it's a I recent purchase for sure <laughs> yeah i think that's because uh i bought my mom a bunch of ds games and gave her my old dsi like 
six or seven years ago, but then she never actually played any of them. And so mm. I, she just gave them back to me. Um, and then I have a bunch of Switch physical copies of games that I was buying for a while. I think I bought the Capcom fighting one because I was like trying to tell Capcom that I wanted another Darkstalkers game. Uh, and then yeah, I have a sealed copy of House of the Dead 2 for Dreamcast uh, from Japan, which uh, I'm not really sure how that arrived here. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you have to find a it's TV there. in the dumpster to survive yeah, yeah. the 2000s. Oh you just have one. It's like a commemorative just, trophy. Yeah, um, yeah I don't know. Uh, the Steam Deck, though, I, it's so heavy. I have a Switch Lite, which for me is like the perfect handheld, like designed by man. It's mm-hmm. the form factor is unparalleled, I think. Um, but the, the Steam Deck is so heavy. I've heard and, and like I've posted about this online and people are like multiple people have told me that gamers are buying nursing pillows to put their Steam Deck on like a baby so oh. that they don't have to use the, the strength of their arms to hold it up. So <laughs> now see on the this, DS, this they give you a game where it's like train your eyes. Now maybe the Steam Deck, if you just just calibrate it a little in your brain oh, to think gains. of it like straining your arm. Oh, yeah. okay. Like a, Does it like have yeah. gyroscope support? Just you can, get incredibly you can yoked it. forearms and mm-hmm. everyone will suspect you've just been jerking Yeah, off. dude, I'm just I'm jerking sorry. it. I'm doing? not gaming, no. Arnold Schwarzenegger's um, uh, gyroscopic Steam Deck jack-off workout. God, I saw a picture of Arnold I, the other day, and we can we can definitely talk about W McMasters soon, I swear, but... I saw a picture of Arnold the other day on Twitter. That, like, I logged into Twitter for like a minute because I just don't look at it anymore. And uh, I saw an account that was like, look at the way Arnold walks. You can tell he's secretly female. <laughs> his legs, his feet are like in front of each other. Like he's walking with like a very narrow yeah. gait. They can always tell. I, they can always tell. Arnold, he's, they love to hide it in plain sight, you know? Um, that was, I was like, all right, well, uh, I think I'm good. On Arnold's the hide and seek <laughs> champion of the fucking world, then. Really? Yeah. I really, that's what I always said about Arnold. He's just not masculine enough. Like, I like, <laughs> I like it. I like I've it. always I said we haven't like seen enough man. of his body. I've right. always been yeah. like, how are you going to prove your man? We haven't seen any of your mm-hmm. body, Arnold Schwarzenegger. I know. I'm like, come on. He does have like four have- pounds of titties. That's a pretty womanly thing to have. Well, but like when he said he was coming all the time, right? Like yep. we all remember yeah, that. That's what women bit. tell me. Women tell me that all the yeah. time. Well, because like <laughs> men, you you do it and then like that's it for a while, right? Typically. Um, yeah, but if he was a lady, then who knows? That, that's, that's him true. in the gym that's just doing point. like one pump yeah. and being like, oh, I need a refractory period. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He needs a nap. <laughs> Uh, have you guys uh, played Baldur's Gate at all? Is that good? Um, I'm pretty far. Oh, not far. I'm about six hours into it. I just uh, made sweet love to the cranky uh, lizard lady. Um, oh, so. wow. I haven't heard a lot yeah. about her uh, from my friends. It's mostly been um, the lady yeah, well, who like loves I hell picked, or whatever. Um, I was kind of jumping through the dialogue choices because uh, I think I was fighting a baby at the time. And then uh, I realized <laughs> Wait, I, the oops, game I started the romance life. track. <laughs> uh, no, I was fighting a baby in real life. And okay. uh, accidentally romancing the cranky girl in the video game. And uh, mm. I saw, I was like, oh shit, I didn't want to like, I wanted to try to fuck the bear because I read you could fuck a bear. And, uh, <laughs> but, but, like, she's wait, do you mean like uh, the, uh, oh. the Canadian uh, award winning novel Bear? Uh, no, 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 like an actual animal. I guess I, it's probably like a druid. I mean, yeah, no, that's what that book is about. It's about a okay. woman who 
has sex with a bear and it won a governor general's award. So yeah, that uh, the award, that. the award-winning thing yeah. you just said. I was going yeah. for that. I was trying to get the Pulitzer for bear fucking. Liter- the fine literature thing. I made it. I made a terrible mistake, and uh, she's so mean to everybody that I didn't want to like, uh, mm. like break her heart. And so I was like, I guess I'm just like this is my girlfriend now in the game, mm-hmm. and uh, that's how far I am. I'm I'm one bank session in to Baldur's Gate three. So that's only like a couple of hours. Okay. I've heard it's maybe. the I haven't I've heard a lot about it. I've heard it's the horniest game maybe ever. Yeah, everybody's maybe so ever horny. Yeah, yeah, there's always there's always that, a horny yeah. dialogue option. Yeah, even though you're like your wizard. I, like I had to tell the wizard to fuck off. I had to be specifically there's a dialogue option. I am not interested, pal. You've got to stop. <laughs> get off Get off my dick. Like literally, like please a, get off like it. A, <laughs> can you do like a no sex run? Like a hundred percent, like Ooh, no that's, sex. The, that's the challenge run. That's, that's the, the Twitch challenge. stream run. Yeah. Baldur's yeah. Gate three, no fucking. That's Maybe on my third playthrough. Yeah. Maybe right. I'm a that game's done quite this year. Yeah. And I'll put it in tactical mode, turn-based tactical mode. <laughs> try not, try not to get your dick in any of these characters. <laughs> <laughs> and this is why we don't do a video game podcast, even oh though God. we do. God. One quarter of a video game podcast, like every episode. I'm so sorry. No, but no I do really fine. enjoy it's, that game. It's I'm tradition. looking forward to getting into it. Uh, I, uh, in my fine tradition of, no, I, 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 as always, I am like six months behind everybody else in everything mm-hmm. that they do. That's so the I way just, to be, I though. just beat Zelda like yesterday. Oh wow! Congratulations. And uh, I, I feel oh, wow. a great sense of freedom and I'm extremely yeah. scared to touch another video game for the fear that it will take as long as Zelda. Uh, <laughs> like, like I genuinely have a little bit of a phobia. Like, no, no, I need to do life now. I need to do some life and yeah. living until then. So I have Remnant 2 coming. I'm, I might just leave it on the shelf and, uh, and be just a little bit afraid of it until, until I forget and, and go back. Mm-hmm. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take some bike rides and walk the dog instead yeah that's what i'm gonna do that's my video game i think what's good about remnant it's not it's not like a completionist style thing you can kind of play like that but it's like it maintains this level of discovery so it's just sort of feels like the start of a video game for a really long time that uh i feel like it's it shouldn't eat your life like zelda you can kind of just put it down and then it's all brand new when you pick it up later anyway okay okay because i don't have a lot of life left and i need i need it i can't i can't give this away i'm so glad it's a great way to spend <laughs> the, yes, the <laughs> I'm looking for something where I can only spend like an hour at, on a weekend with friends or something. Mm. That's that's okay. what I'm looking for. I hope that's I hope that's remnant. So that's what we're plugging today. Remnant two, everybody. Uh now what are we what are we plugging today? <laughs> You've got lots of something? life left. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dedicate your life to remnant. Um Yeah, when I uh, okay, so yeah, the land book is uh, the land party book. I think I talked about this last time. Uh-huh. It's if you backed that book uh, in its initial like pre-order, you should be getting it in October. And oh, there's pre-orders for a general retail version uh, are up now. I think they're only on Amazon right now. Hopefully, you'll be able to just like go to like an actual bookstore or. Uh, order it directly through Thames and Hudson. But if you really just want to place a pre-order right now, I'm not going to stop you from going to Jeff's good site and uh, and placing a pre-order. Uh, but um, yeah, that's that's really exciting. I've been working on that for like, God, so long at this point, and it's finally going to come out. And um, 
Congratulations. The other thing is uh, in November, so a little ways off, uh, I've got a Howard the Duck comic coming out that I'm writing. And uh, oh, yeah. it's, That's it's so cool. Awesome. Yeah, it's the character's 50th anniversary. And uh, uh, my friend Chip Starsky did a, a run that was really you know, well-liked in the mid-2010s. And he's doing like a framing story for it. And then me and then a few other people are doing like what-if stories about Howard the Duck. So Daniel Kittlesmith is doing one. And then, uh, yeah, I'm doing one. So that was cool. Yeah, I was like, oh, shit. I now have to read like 50 years of history of this character. I don't know how people write comics (laughs) because there's so much shit to like to know. Right. Um, They just should be a guy there should be like a master editor that will tell you if you fucked up, I guess. Yeah. And then, yeah, I have and an editor, you know, Duck. he's like, yeah, it is Howard the Duck. Uh, yeah. which is, I also rewatched that movie, which, uh, <laughs> was <laughs> got a pull from that. Holds of course, up. The classic. <laughs> it holds up as the first Marvel movie. And, uh, God definitely, uh, sort of more than the standard Hollywood, uh, quota of pedophiles in that movie though unfortunately <laughs> so <laughs> i don't remember the movie that well. uh yeah i mean the guy who played Howard the duck like the the guy who was like in the suit um was busted in like a, a sting a little while ago and then also uh what's his name <laughs> jeffrey uh jeffrey jones also right uh who plays the guy who turns into a monster so Wow. Yeah. Oh, they were both they were both trying to tell us something. They were both uh, putting it right out there with those roles. And that's not even why that movie got canceled. Uh, people stopped watching that movie because it's terrible. So yeah, it does add uh, it feature to the list. a scene where uh, sex where, criminals where and human bad. character pulls uh, pulls an open condom, uh, an open duck sized condom out of Howard the Duck's wallet, which just raises a lot of questions. About I mean, I think now, it starts off with that. duck tits. So like, yeah, you know, that's on you if you keep that. watching. Yeah. There's several pairs, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, like right, well, right off, right out of the gate. <laughs> Is the condom like all twisted up? I don't even remember. You'd think it's so, small. no, but it's just small. That would have been like a legit, like, like joke. That would have been like a funny, the... horrible, yeah. horrifying joke. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Rather than just like, haha, condom, it'd be like, haha, ducks have strange penises and also a condom. Like, that's real yeah. edge. That's like, you know, that's the extra step that they didn't take that yeah, i feel like that, i can really correct with my run on howard the ducks so and that, like, also will they the won't they dynamic it should have just ended with uh was that leah thompson in howard the duck it was um, yeah it, it should have just ended with leah thompson like <laughs> yeah howard let's do this and then like smash cut to her gravestone and that's <laughs> <laughs> uh, i would like to plug something we just launched our new podcast big feats uh, that's the plural of Bigfoot. What? You know how to, you know how to spell it. And it is, it's me, it's Sean baby. And it's Jason Pargin, uh, TikTok star, tick, unwilling, mm. reluctant, unhappy TikTok star, Jason Pargin <laughs> and bestselling author. Uh, we're watching every single episode, start to finish of mountain monsters, the hillbilly monster hunting reality with like eight quote marks, uh, show on, on max now. Uh, and they find Bigfoot every episode. It's wonderful. It's one of the best shows on it's television right. made for less than the cost of a grocery trip uh, every single week. And we love it. So go listen to it. It just launched. Episode one's up there. Big Feats. Uh, just downloaded it. Oh, hell yeah. Literally just, just downloaded it. it. <laughs> listen, to, it. Uh, listen to listen to us talk so about 
a bunch of cracked out hillbillies. I'm sorry, a bunch of methed out hillbillies uh, yeah, trying please. to stab a Bigfoot. Yeah, right. That's <laughs> that's what happens every episode. All right. Are there uh, are... are there blood bonded apes? Just real quick, are there blood bonded apes in any? They of these? basically are. Like they do the same okay. thing as like that book where they have yeah. eight hundred subspecies okay, of that's Bigfoot. All you need to say. Mm-hmm. So excited. This guy's a uh, we already... This one has thunder powers. The thunder thunder powered <laughs> apes, by the way, they had to assemble a sacred axe to defeat them. There was like a <laughs> Thunderbird. <laughs> the the Thunderbird Thunder yeah. episode was so good. That's like what Fuck, what made okay, you fun- just pull the trigger there. on this podcast yeah. and be like, we have to do a podcast devoted to this yeah. because it was a multi-part episode where they had to find all the pieces of the legendary Thunder Axe and like in a hillbilly scavenger hunt left behind by their ancient ancestors from like 80 years ago. So it was, it was still just like the 1930s. That they assembled this thunder axe <laughs> to defeat Lightning Man and his Thunder Brothers. It was a Bigfoot gang of differently powered big feet, uh, and it was for the stakes of the entire fucking world. If he got his hands on that axe, why don't they make the, video games about this kind of thing? You know, it would, would, it would rule, or at least a tabletop RPG. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I'd play. I'd definitely play whatever the fuck Wild Bill is—the guy that just jumps into a tree and then falls out of it. Yeah. Yeah, he's. I'm not sure what that class is. Uh, Except just methed out hillbilly. When we like, if we were to actually play this in real life, we would really have to fight over Wild Bill. I think because he's the only appealing Mm. character class in that whole crew. Everybody else is like a a Kirby with like, like one's a researcher and one's like a trap master. But when they say trap master, like they glue together some chicken wire uh, every Mm -hmm. episode. All of that sounds like so much. Except Wild Bill is. Immune to pain, uh, unlimited energy. I guess meth. He's got meth. He's he's the one that has meth. <laughs> he's weak against good decisions. Uh, he takes double damage <laughs> from any good decision. Zero damage from tree. He's immune to tree. Zero fall we damage. Literally fall out of two trees. <laughs> Zero fall or chainsaw damage. He's mm-hmm. he's not killed himself wow. with a chainsaw yet. So uh, that should count for something. That's the best plug I've ever done. Uh, listen to Big Feats. Yeah, it was a good plug. All right. Well, today we are talking about WMAC All-Stars, which stands for World Martial Arts Council All-Stars. It was a martial arts show that ran for two seasons from 1995 to 1997. Uh, Somebody saw just the burgeoning rising popularity of, you know, UFC and this kind of new brutal mixed martial arts reality. And they said, no, no, thank you. (laughs) Uh, it, it was it was years too late to be doing this. I love this the whole idea for this show, like the idea of taking Mortal Kombat and making a kids show uh, with like sk- skits and storylines and and a and a tournament that like uh, persists through episodes. It's like really sophisticated in some ways and just like dog shit stupid in most ways. And it's like I think a perfect combination. It's a beautiful show. It's a beautiful thing. It's a. I feel like it was. Riding like in the '90s, martial arts were just like I feel like that was the height of like martial arts pre UFC, pre Mm -hmm. like internet debunking a lot of stuff because like the internet has made it so much harder to be a karate maniac. Yeah, they still exist, obviously, and but there's like whole YouTube channels dedicated to like debunking these guys, right? In mm-hmm. the 90s, you could just have like a karate dojo without like any real like training or anything. And yep. 
uh, everyone wanted to do martial arts, like because Power Rangers, Mortal Kombat, Street Fighter, like fighting games also like early 90s had their like huge boom. So it was like, yeah, of course, I want to watch a show where real people are doing karate and martial arts that is definitely real. And when I watch it, I think that that's what I would be learning if I go to uh, Sensei Doug's class at the Y, you know? (laughs) Well, I think the UFC, like, it it created, like, an insecurity in the martial arts community where it's, like, Mm. it happened and it very clearly said, like, if you're not doing this, you're not going to win in a real fight. And I feel like that sort of set traditional martial artists into turbo mode where they're like, no, 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 this is actually the real fighting you just have to get so good at it, you're magical. And like, so we had a few years <laughs> yeah. of that. And this is like that sweet spot where they're like, no, 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 this is better than like regular fighting. Cause like we can like levitate and throw fireballs and shit. <laughs> and uh, eventually like they grew out of that, I guess. And like the martial arts, okay. The martial arts are very, very much a B minus direct to video, like Michael Dudikoff post American Ninja years kind of, kind of mm. quality. Uh, but, but I want to I, I caveat that it's way better than it should have been for this show. Yeah, for the for for being filmed on the Universal Studios Florida lot. <laughs> yeah, with whatever like, what with whatever ride what they could get on for free, <laughs> yeah. like literally on ride sets, <laughs> literally on rides where you can where you can see the rides. Yeah, there's yeah. a point in one episode where. I'm like, huh, they're fighting like underground. Wow, this looks like a lot like when I was a kid and went on the earthquake ride. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> I was like, wait, no, this literally Wait, is just yep. the earthquake ride. In the in that scene, the final scene where there's <laughs> struggling with the flood that comes down the stairs on the yeah. earthquake ride, which I mean it's iconic. Everybody knows the little like yeah. the overpass collapsing, the truck sliding, everybody knows what they, they have brand commercials for that nonstop. But you can still see when he's like, Oh no, I'm going to die. This championship <laughs> match, he like is trying to get around the turnstile to get into the ride. <laughs> you didn't yeah. that part. <laughs> I don't have a ticket. I, I can't love, get out. I'm going to die here. What I love best about that is like it just kind of ends and then they like go up to the arena right above it. Like you, they had a sign that says WMAC Masters Arena. And so the the world is ending above them, right? Like this is a terrible earthquake. But now they're just like, no, oh, come on. You guys know that was the fucking ride. We're not going to pretend. <laughs> Uh, so it is. It is. In case anybody thought I was making a fun joke, uh, the entire thing is filmed on Universal Studios Florida, like the rides. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they, they tell use, you, yeah, they they advertise. They yeah, say that. I'm very proud. It's of like it. an ad. Every it's, commercial it's break. Yeah. Product placement, clearly for for the actual theme park, and all of their sets are like Ghost Town and and Pressure Pit. They're all just you know little sections of of rides from there. So it's kind of ingenious that they got away with spending like absolutely no money if all of that yeah. if all the sets free there's nothing there's nothing in here that costs any any amount of money yeah. uh all of their costumes it's so cheap very much like a ninja. S- <laughs> well uh, well apparently the ninjas are free but we'll get into that we'll get into that because that's one of the things that i want to talk about because my favorite part okay. of w- wmac <laughs> all-stars is the well it's it's the ninjas but it's also just the little stories that they tell in between mm. the fighting where they thought There's they needed some, to have yeah a kind of personal drama moral lesson arc to something i love it uh, in between and that's that's, uh, that's kind of yes that's what that's what we're focusing on today most which is why okay. i sent you the three episodes that i did send you uh mm. the first one is season 1 episode 5 called a man can dream 
<laughs> it starts as all of them do with a with a computerized voice going ninjas prepare for battle and it's just <laughs> it's just like stock footage of ninjas kind of hanging out like yeah. they're just doing cartwheels it's a weird cold <laughs> open yeah it's like... they're not doing anything there's nobody there no. fighting them they're not preparing they're just like kind of if you tell ninjas to prepare for battle, they start sneaking, they start cartwheeling. That's just a fucking <laughs> how they prepare. What are they what are they supposed to do? Come on. So for our first season, uh Shannon Lee, uh Bruce Lee's daughter, is our host. Uh she in this episode, she's wearing my grandma's couch for a shirt. Uh, <laughs> and just and also my grandma's hair and everything else. She's very, very old lady, old lady coated <laughs> is what right. I'm going with. And I thought preliminary... it was a weird choice. Like, I feel like Shannon Lee's like a good choice of Bruce Lee's daughter as like to be a part of the show. But they have her be like this newscaster, which is just like, like she's playing the most forgettable newscaster in a Roland Embrick movie. Like, just like, um, there's not a, I, I dare anyone to find a speck of personality in it. Like, this could have been anyone. She doesn't have like a sign off line or anything. It's just like, hi, I'm Shannon Lee. Yeah. And then she just, by the book, newscaster impersonation. Uh, I'm not saying I have no idea if she's cool or funny or whatever, but like I feel like they're they, wasting. They her. gave her nothing. Yeah, they like, gave her nothing. Nothing to do. If she's I, not cool so and funny. You can no. write that. Like you can yeah. do it. <laughs> you can have her say something. Anything. Yes. She just but seems like, uh, such a wild decision to like. We need the star power of Bruce Lee's daughter, and we need her to never do martial arts. Why? Why, right. why? Why include her? Why, why do we need her as a newscaster? There's no point for the entire host role, I should say. Everything yeah. they have multiple narrators. They have like judges that are narrating. They have the robot voice <laughs> that dictates things. They have like quote unquote courtside like reporters to break down how everything works. It's so many hosts for what is just people kicking each other. Like you get it. Right. <laughs> but, right. Bizarre how many people there are. Like, I guess maybe they're trying to create the impression that this is like a really big event, but like, kids aren't there to hear people like commentate about this stuff. Like, we just wanted to see people like do flips and kick some ninjas. It was, it was like the priorities were so strange. So, we launch like right into our first fight, and Shannon Lee introduces us right into our first fight. It's in the nuclear nightmare battle zone, and right away. <laughs> Battle zone. <laughs> right away. Why are you battling in the nuclear nightmare zone, dude? It's like, question. <laughs> Let's can we do we do you want to take it like over there to uh, I don't know the set of Jaws? Do you want to do Jaws right. the ride instead of the nuclear nightmare? I mean, they called it nightmare. It's really our fault for being here. Uh, so that's one of one of their stages is nuclear nightmare battle zone. Uh, no. No explanation of why there was nuclear fallout here. I imagine that's some sort of WMAC lore, deep lore about the alternate history of the world that they live in, the dark mm -hmm. story of the nuclear If you didn't have a karate, you can ignore radiation. That's a fact. That's true, yeah. That's why the Incredible Hulk can hang out with Shang-Chi. <laughs> yeah, he's constantly emitting it. Yeah. I mean, I know American Kempo taught me to do that. I don't know about the other mm. disciplines. I can't vouch for that. Right. Good point. There's a lot of disciplines. <laughs> so the fight is between... <laughs> Only Taekwondo is not. I'll, I'll take a stand right here. <laughs> uh, our first fight is Panther versus the Machine. Panther God. is... This is uh, a rematch. Got... Like... Hey, wait, wait. 
if, if you haven't watched this, if you have not watched this and and you had to guess, like, hmm, what is a guy who they gave the name Panther look like? What what does he look <laughs> like? What do you think he looks like? Like you would like almost a, certainly be correct if you assumed. Well, of course they would name a black guy Panther. Mm-hmm. But I mean, <laughs> fucking of course. Hey, yeah. they call him Black Panther, so there is That's precedent true. for it. They had some restraint. Could have been, yeah, could have been worse. Now, Black Panther or regular? Sorry, Panther. <laughs> <Well>, Panther. <laughs> just Panther. Uh, regular Eric Panther. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's fighting uh, Hakeem Alston, who's the machine, who most the people machine. would recognize. He was in uh, Mortal Kombat as like an unnamed character. He's the first guy that Shang Tsung meets. Uh, these two fought oh. each other before in a movie called Shoot Fighter, Fight to the Death. And nice. uh, that also had uh, Chris Casamassa in it and Turbo Mike Bernardo. So like four of the principal cast members of that movie were on WMAC Masters. So I think they must all share the same page. Wow, yeah. Um, um, I think they must have came up with it on the set of Shoot Fighter. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but like, the, okay. Also the machine, I feel like when, when they, cause they have these little like ga- character select screens that come up where they have like kind of like low mm-hmm. frame animations of them doing stuff. Uh, I forget if it's in this episode or not, or the next one, but at some point Panther is like a fucking vampire demon monster. Like he has yeah. like glowing eyes and teeth and stuff, but, uh, the machine in his like character select screen is a fucking cyborg. Like, yes, he looks like, but fully detachable like, cyborg stuff. He's like, yeah, puts, he's like an action the... figure with like armor that comes off. It's they like, all yeah. take cardboard. off all of their props to fight, which is an insane decision. Like, I, I right. was just playing pretend. They tell the kids at home, <laughs> yeah. it's bizarre. Like, but I can't do a flip is... in this. Yeah, no, like obviously it's not practical. Oh no, that's my ring entrance attire. Like, well, in uh, Street Fighter, Eric Betts wasn't called Panther; he was called uh, Wong. But in the movie, they call him Hong, and Akeem was called Champion. But in the movie, in the movie, they call him Cham because they only hold four letters on their cards. I guess they have these little blood sport cards, <laughs> and uh, they're not always right. So it's like it was Hong versus Cham, and that wasn't either one of the guys' names. So just that's fun. But here they know. get I such such deep. <laughs> Fully defined characters. You can tell the frustration <laughs> that caused them to form this. We need to show our acting chops as I wear pieces I of dad's camcorder. <laughs> if they turned into trucks, it would be all. It, it would looks, be even better. He does look like he's wearing like half of like I feel like those cosplay outfits that like used to go viral like ten or fifteen years ago, where someone was dressed as Optimus Prime and they would like crouch yeah. down and sort of turn into a really shitty looking truck. Yes, like, like wearing like half of that. <laughs> <laughs> he like beat up a nerd and took his little truck yeah. costume. Yeah, took a trophy think, from him. I don't think I ever followed him very closely, but a few years. But oh, God, time has no meaning. Some number of years back, there was a guy that kept going viral for doing like zero budget cosplay, where he'd just get like a yes, like a, yeah. like a banana sure, or something sure. and hold it in front of right. himself at an angle that that made him look like the character. I feel like uh, like the machine is that. Like he's just jokingly yeah. trying to look like, I don't know, Robocop or, or Deathlock yeah. or something. And he's just like, well, I can take apart the camera here and I can put a little piece on me <laughs> and then I can take this shaving cream. And it's yeah. just, yeah, he's like Peter Weller's bully. He's outside Peter Weller's house. This is what you look like in that movie. <laughs> dumbass. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Robocop was a role. I'm a, I'm a professor. I, I do painting uh... now. 
<laughs> His signature move is the switch change X kick. I thought that was a. I, I feel like they could have come up with something better. That that feels like exactly what his karate instructor called it. I feel like that should have been like, you know, the flaming yeah. nuclear dive or something. I don't know something. Right. I think the that was real the nuclear for me. reactor death zone. Yeah, like when the I was watching this as a kid, I think I always wanted them to like actually shoot fireballs. Like that yeah. one scene in Street Fighter the movie when Ryu like finally throws like the mm-hmm. world's shittiest, smallest fireball at yeah. Vega, and you're just like. Fuck yeah! Like that's what you want it to happen in this, but yeah, yeah it's just a touch of magic. Flips. Right? Yeah, just at, just you've basically got magic uh, in this already. And uh, uh, the mm-hmm. weird thing is, like, with all the fights, is like you, you're like, oh, it's Mortal Kombat, right? So they just like fight one on one. Like, no, 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 of course not. <laughs> no, that's they not how it works. Complicated. <laughs> like, well, let's it. get into complications, yeah. right? Because right. uh, Shannon says as the fight is starting, keep your eye on the power bars, and that's power your bars, cue. They yeah. actually have power power meters. Right. These humans, yeah, regular humans, meters. Yeah, along the side Great of decision. the whole side of the screen, and the best decision since having power bars for just guys uh, is they can only fuel them up by defeating ninjas. Uh, they they <laughs> they eat ninjas for fuel in WMAC Masters. Yeah. So now uh, Shannon says, especially in this episode that these. That these are trainees, like the ninjas are all trainees at the WMAC yes. like academy, right. which means like yes. all of these fighters were former ninjas. They were right? former ninjas. The the implications of this go very. This is what I was referring to when we'll get to that later. So the ninjas they they explicitly say are all trainees at the WMAC academy, and they beat mm-hmm. the utter shit out of these ninjas. At one point in yeah. this fight, machine throws one off a third story fire escape, so he's dead. <laughs> He absorbed his life force and died. All of the ninjas are wearing white belts, so they don't know what the fuck. This is their first goddamn day, and they're thrown out there to just get eaten alive for for power juice by machine. Yeah, their health orbs are shooting out of their corpses and flying up to the the player characters that killed them. (laughs) And they're all these are the trainees at the WAC Academy. This is what they teach you. One of them is going to have a great origin. Yeah. One of them is going to get carried out of there and still a little bit alive. And he'll like vow revenge and train harder. And then years from now, he'll be, you know, machine junior or something. <laughs> he'll so be adopted. That's the, by that the life cycle of ninjas. You have to kill five or 600 <laughs> ninjas to get one machine. That's just how it works. Uh, yeah. I wish there was a more humane way to do it. <laughs> Look, we've tried, but they you just don't get the the machines you get aren't as high quality. So right in the nineteen nineties, ninjas were our America's greatest natural resource. Uh, it, it was only right to use them for glory, such as this. Uh, we okay, hadn't so- yet hit peak ninja in the two thousands when there were all those websites about real ultimate power and everything. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, that got post ninja. That was post ironic ninja. It's like yeah, the post rock yeah. of ninja phases. Uh, once. So once they've fueled up on enough ninjas to, to challenge one another, they fight each other while fighting also the ninjas who are right. just, I can't emphasize this enough, completely disposable. They are just one <laughs> kick destroyed. Their whole life is gone. They're just like limp on the ground. They're uh, putties from Power Rangers, basically. Yeah. They're, like, they're just these faceless goons. But then we also explicitly said these are students at our academy. So right. it's a, it was a weird thing to give them a tragic They do have backstory. hopes and dreams. But, uh... Now remember, these do have hopes and dreams, these these creatures that we are destroying they have for families, martial arts. But, uh, don't worry about it. That, now, I, I think love the ninjas that, uh... are useful for storytelling because like, they're all over the place. They're obviously useless in a fight. But uh, during the fight, 
Panther and Machine kind of work together to beat the ninjas. And then Panther starts snaking in cheap shots. So now we know like, oh, Panther's kind of an opportunistic dick. But he's also, to be fair, four foot one to the machine who is probably <laughs> six eleven. Like and Machine his is absolutely a saucy little cat boy, which is not right, the yeah. toughest character. <laughs> right. <laughs> like the ninjas would have to form a, a nine ninja pyramid just to kiss the machine on the mouth. That's how tiny all these people are compared to that man. He does. He does. That's the kind of thing I think about when I'm watching ninja shows. I mean, I think I read that in the Wikipedia article, which is like very long. It's like one of those Wikipedia articles where you know, like two or three guys was like like imprinted on this sexually, and uh, (laughs) and just sort of very alluring show. Yeah, yeah, and like made it their whole thing because it has like I think it has one of those warnings at the top that's like. Oh, no, it doesn't say it's too long. It just says it needs additional citations for verification. Right. Need more pictures of shirtless machine, please. (laughs) Need more of that uh, sweet print on Shannon Lee. Nice grandma print. That's what does it for me. Uh, I have at least 400 words of notes on Chameleon. I'm not going to read them to you. They're just me. Yeah. (laughs) We'll get to Chameleon. Ugh. Warlock. <laughs> who wins? Who wins against? Who wins in this again? That machine. Well, uh, like oh, machine. we learn uh, yeah. one more important thing. One final thing. Uh, machine ultimately wins, but uh, he does take a savage kick from Panther, which lowers his health bar by, I believe, it's four sections. So we now know how much exactly mm-hmm. a ninja's life is worth. It's worth one <laughs> one of those sections. So, <laughs> so machine has. Kick. As like twelve, I think he has twelve. So like twelve stacked ninjas mm-hmm. can equal a life force of one machine. It's, it's just mm-hmm. important that we know that math. So then we yeah. cut back to the WMAC clubhouse. I have a clubhouse <laughs> right. where we're going. Okay. We're Do they going. all live here? <laughs> they I all think so. apparently live there. It's implied, right? In like full I, costume, yeah. right? I think is important to note. Like they're not just back there, like out of their outfits. They're back there in like full character. This isn't like backstage. Uh, it's that they're always on is my point like no yeah it's like a it's like this is their world and life Mm -hmm. yeah that they live they live it they're always on in the sense that they always wear their costumes and they always are their character but it's not the drama you would expect when we say there's like a clubhouse you would expect them to be like there's infighting and like they have their big fantastical stories. No, it's like bros hanging out stories. So Panther will have his mm-hmm. his fangs and his saucy little contacts and be like, I will devour you. And then the very next scene, he'll just like hop up onto a counter and be like, what you doing? And then, <laughs> yeah. and then they'll hang out and it's very saved by the bell clubhouse shit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Right. That's, it's very the max. Yeah. And they watch, they watch all of this happen live on TV. So it's implied that this clubhouse is part of, they live. They live at Universal Studios, Florida. Yeah. In like a they live underground in the nuclear nightmare zone. <laughs> They're like fucking Smurfs or something. They're like fantastic. They've, they've told all. No, I mean, what what's happened is that I think they've told all of them that the outside world has become inhospitable, and uh, and this is the only safe place for them. Nuclear uh, nightmare right. zone. You've seen it. <laughs> yeah, that's right there. The Shyamalan so you have to live movie. Here and fight. And uh, we're not going to tell you we're filming it, but we are. <laughs> this would be a good reality show. Just try to convince people that uh, that martial, art, martial arts magic is real and they possess it. 
<laughs> just all right. Our next match is uh is Larry Lamb, the Warlock. Uh, each of them has their little not only their little names and personas like Panther and Machine. They have a real name, but they have mm-hmm. a key symbol, which is like a little badge with their icon on it, and that's mm-hmm. sort of represent representative of their power. And they lose it in these matches, and another another warrior will put it on their belt, and I guess absorb their life force to challenge like the champion. So yeah, Warlock, they have to beat everyone to, yeah. to mm-hmm. fight the champion. Who in season one is this guy named Olympus? I think. Yeah, he, I yeah. think his, uh, his weapon was like a Christmas tree topper. <laughs> <laughs> wait, I just wanted Warlock. Like, so when <laughs> Warlock a... comes out, <laughs> he is wait. Are we going to talk he's about his wearing, little star wizard pajamas? He's, he's wearing fucking cookie he's crisp wearing wizard. wizard pajamas. <laughs> yes. He's wearing wizard pajamas. Like, with I'm little sorry, stars on them. No other way to describe it. He's wearing dark blue pajamas with like with stars and moons on them. Like, you would not even know he was a karate man. He he's looks like to be he's tucked in. Yeah. He's just wearing pajamas. He's just opening presents on Christmas. It's completely <laughs> deranged. Like, it's like the worst. It's like, oh, he's a warlock. So, you know, like magic. Like, what do, what do wizards wear? Oh, I don't know. I just, you know, like so stars and moons and shit. Uh. <laughs> I, uh, I love the guy he's fighting. His name Johnny Smith Tiger Claw. Tiger and he Claw. does karate. Now, he has a flat top and a stick. He's like, like just default create a master. Uh, they co- they talk about how he was knocked out last week. Uh, his signature move is round kick. Like uh, it's so fucking generic. He's like the first NPC to give you a quest in a WMAC <laughs> yeah. Masters game. I looked him up. His first acting role was huge man in Harlem Nights, and then he played neighbor in Body Snatchers. Like he wasn't given a name in a movie about fake people. Wow. Like okay, his name, he, is, and you won't remember name any of these. Is facts, John Smith? Right? His name is John Smith. It's literally he doesn't get a name here. Oh my god! He still didn't get it. He's still not a named also, character. Like, also, it's so weird how they they come into an arena and then they leave the arena to go to the battle zone. <laughs> like, yeah, it's just a what, decorative this seems arena. Like putting a hat on a hat, and also <laughs> the arena that they fight in or the battles and they fight in is like one hundred percent Universal, like cowboy stunt show set. Yes. Yeah, like absolutely. Love it. Um, it's made like half of it's made out of foam rubber. It's it's adorable. Yeah. It's really cute. It's a really cute set. Like you would never think like this is the Wild West. You'd be like, oh, this is gonna be like a, a fun Sunday with the family. Rootin' tootin' uh, family fun, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so they uh they fuel up, they get some they eat some ninjas to fuel up and fight. Uh it's it's a fine fight. I don't there's nothing worth noting in most of these fights, except for yeah. towards the end. Uh They've fueled up on enough ninjas. They fought each other. It's it's you know very dramatic. And then Tiger Claw goes in to attack Warlock from behind. And then one of the ninjas just kind of trips and sprays some <laughs> sawdust in his face. And he goes, oh, God, my eyes. And then they call the fight instantly. So that's how. Yeah. Yeah. Can yeah, I, see, I didn't you- think it was even possible to lose to the ninjas. This is like, like Hacksaw Jim Duggan coming to the ring and getting knocked out by uh, a fan high-fiving him. Like, it's just like, how the <laughs> Those are accidentally Those lost are to the, the human props. Right. <laughs> they're, 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 they're like, they're our version of sound effects in comic books. Like they're just there to go boff. Like you're not supposed to die to the boff. But he did John Smith. on accident. John Smith, the nothing from nowhere, 
uh, got his big opportunity. Somehow in a scripted show, he got blinded accidentally by sawdust and disqualified. <laughs> I guarantee you if John Smith is listening, he won't know we're talking about him. He'll be yeah. like, yeah, that's a different John Smith probably. I don't remember sucks. any of this. Yeah, <laughs> just imagine he had to. Then eat he'll like look in a mirror and say, "Who the fuck are you?" <laughs> and then the then the mirror will say, "I'm John Smith," and he'll say, "You're not making any sense, pal." <laughs> oh, I'm I'm huge man. I don't know every who morning. you are. I'm huge neighbor. I'm, huge. Yeah, neighbor. I'm neighbor. I know who I am. I I know my identity. Just we've established that it takes twelve ninjas to fuel up. So imagine twelve eating twelve ninjas for fuel, and then you get something. You get like an eyelash in your eye. And the whole the alarm goes off there. He's going disqualified eyelash. Like, oh, God it's damn like, it. He's like, you're right. I don't know what I'm doing here. <laughs> you're right. Who am I? I deserve everything that happens to me and more. All right. We flag. We, okay. We're done there. We go back to the. <laughs> this, is, this is the most insane part of this episode. And I like checked the time and it lasts like, like maybe like a quarter of the runtime of this episode. Oh, the, the skit. We're back to happens. the clubhouse. The yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay so panther who in the lore it, it, this episode just got the holy shit kicked out of him three minutes ago is back in the house just hanging out and goofing just panther goofing uh with tsunami and, and the rest of the crew and they are watching mm-hmm. this on tv and shannon lee comes on and tsunami oh he's so in love with shannon lee mm. and then he admits when somebody presses him yeah at first i only loved her because she's bruce lee's daughter which is a weird thing to say that's a weird yeah. thing to admit to yeah, kind of Maybe. odd but they are snuggling and sharing their feelings on a couch like like ninja warriors do they are snuggling and, they are all snuggling in a big w mac ball <laughs> a big karate yeah, i'm ball. not kidding about that they're really snuggling <laughs> they always I, like panther's really trying to get with that girl like the actor i'm like buddy he's off a little man what? and he's yeah. so after tsunami confesses his love panther extremely coyly says well I know that Shannon's got a little secret. And then <laughs> smash got to commercial. That's enough. I'm not That's enough to cut to, to commercial. He should have pulled that little bell and said that. I'm not going okay, to well, tell what's... him. Okay, <laughs> The naughty cat boy. Get the fuck out of here, you naughty cat boy. Uh, Shoot, hey, get down from there. Hey, hey, down. Somebody should have a water bottle for him. <laughs> Uh, so after we cut back from commercial panther is in a different room doing backflips and tsunami sprints up to him like what's the secret so he broke off in the middle of the conversation and went to the next room to do backflips he rang a little bell and ran away that's how cute and coy he is yeah what's the fucking secret you can't run into the backflip room we were having a conversation what's wrong with you and then he does something twice as insane and says well I'm ready to reveal her secret, but I'll have to check with her first. What the fuck are you doing, buddy? <laughs> it's like like fifth graders talking about like like they don't even know what they're talking. Like it's bizarre. It's completely and they're like to see adults acting like this. It's, it's it is so like weird. It's writing for fifth graders. Clearly, it's writing for yeah fifth yeah yeah. Graders. But to make them to make the adults behave like fifth graders is it's like you're right. It's like twelve year olds talking about hand jobs. You're like, if you well, really pressed him, would they know what that means? And this is I feel like this the next part, which is what I was talking about before, is really emblematic of this because Tsunami is just like, Oh, I love Shannon. I wish I could have her last name. And then Red Dragon comes up and is just like, you know, that reminds me of a story. 
<laughs> get this like flashback. It reminds me of something that happened just recently. <laughs> dot dot dot. That's just so fucking that's weird. A, partly an ad for like the N- NASA Space Center mm-hmm. in Florida, and partly just a story about how he fell in love with an astronaut. Right? Why is it? Okay, let's go through it a little bit. Um, okay. So he says that reminds he cuts off this conversation immediately. They're right. mid conversation with Tsunami about Shen Li, and he's like, "Hey, stop talking about that. <laughs> it's flashback time." And he drags them into a flashback of the time he mm-hmm. he and Machine just hand in hand went on a fun romp together through the NASA Space Center, <laughs> and then he instantly fell in love with a female astronaut he saw. And then his plan was he he thought she was he a said, tour guide. He's like. I'm going to fuck that tour guide. And Hakeem's like, she's actually an astronaut. That's twice as hot. Same plan. Plan doesn't change machine. Same plan. (laughs) And he lays out the plan, which is I'm going to stalk her. I'm going to find where Uh she goes after this. I'm going to follow her around all day and then figure out her jogging route that she takes like in the morning. And then I'm going to wait Mm -hmm. on the beach to run up to her. And this was 1995. So this was what they considered cute. This was a meet cute Mm. in 1995 was to be relentlessly stalked all day. By Red Dragon, by a man named Red Dragon. Hey, I have uh, some fun facts about this. Okay. So Red Dragon is Chris Chris Casamassa, and his uh-huh. dad is fun named, named Lou Casamassa. Even funner. Uh, and six years before this, uh, he wrote a book called Rapist Beware. Less and fun. It's yeah. It sounds like a book about fighting back, but most of the training is about practicing your mean stare and timing your penis bite or uh, burping or pooping on your attacker. I wrote a whole thing <laughs> on the site about it. It's fucking nuts. It ends with karate poetry, like pages and pages of karate poetry, wheelchair oh karate poetry. I'm leaving so much out. That's his dad. And uh, so j- just to say like his, his dad wrote this book and then five years later, he's like tackling a woman on the beach and saying, go out with me, you don't know me. <laughs> She just reflexively poops. I learned this from your dad. <laughs> your dad taught me this. <laughs> um, so so he runs up to her and the most 90s shit you will ever hear in this world or any other happens. Uh, I'm going to play a clip. Excuse me. Hi. Um, you don't know me, but I saw you the other day. I just had to meet you. Will you go out with me? I can't. <laughs> I'm going into orbit. That was the most original rejection I ever had. after that she like knows him from this bullshit show she's like hold on <laughs> a second you're chris casamassa from wmac masters and then they fall and that's enough she's they're now dating they're now right. dating because he's from wmac but, masters but crisis for young love is in the air because Chris oh, has right. promised that he will spend the day with Hakeem and right. his nephews, I think. Uh, uh, because yeah. they love the Red Dragon. They love Red more Dragon. Than, more than the machine. More than the machine. So here's and, what uh, they do. Uh, <laughs> sorry to interrupt, but but yeah, they, like he had plans. And she's like, I want to go to the space launch. And so they compromise. They go, they watch the space launch on TV. And I actually thought this was a really valuable and rare lesson to teach children because like most of the shows uh, in the 80s and around this time, they just taught you how to like avoid a catastrophic death. Like don't play mm. with the down power line where this, this is like a real skill you can use yeah. every day yeah, yeah, yeah. to like clearly state your plans and then compromise. 
I don't know. I. It, but it's, also, there is a devil and angel bit where yeah. two tiny versions of him appear on his shoulders and are like, yeah, fuck those kids. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, when's the next time you're going to get to see a fucking lady astronaut blast off in the space Which is show. a fair point, Devil Casamasa. Yeah. I'm, on de- yeah. I'm on team Devil Casamasa. Absolutely. Were they yeah, a so devil and like angel? Because they were both in the red karate gi. I think, they're both just <laughs> I think the yeah. gag was that he only has two sides and they're both karate. I think that's like, <laughs> the, I think it was a bit. Oh, that rules though. You, you have know. more faith in yeah, the writers of this sh- program than I do, evidently. <laughs> it's, it's, true. Really, to, it's touching, really. I love this faith show. I'm in the trying writers to... of W. Mac Masters. <laughs> <laughs> so the flashback ends with them asking, uh, well, where is she now? And he, and he says, she's in orbit, which is such a child's understanding of how things go. Yeah. She's in orbit like an astronaut. Maybe one day they'll let me go with her. And it's tweeted as a wistful little thing. As fucking what? As, as NASA <laughs> martial artist? As moon ninja Me- security? <laughs> yeah. Also, hey, Chris. What was the point of this story? Like, yeah. your, your your friend is like, like it was so clearly just him being like, yeah, I know a girl too. I met <laughs> yeah. a girl. She's in space. She's real. Yeah, one way. date. You wouldn't know her. She's go. in a different space. She's in a different planet. It, we didn't mention it, but in that in that flashback, there was a dream sequence where he like slow-mo jogs up to her while she's in her NASA swimsuit yes. and then she transforms into an astronaut and she opens her helmet and it's Hakeem kissing him. It's Hakeem. And it's well, like, it sounds weird if you say like, it like that. I guess, but I mean, that was like when he told the story, he told them about this. No, dream. So he's like, and then I had a dream. Yeah, remember, he's telling this whole story. So he's like, and then I had a dream where I was running on the beach. And then the little then knees on my shoulders. And, and then it was the machine and the machine's like... Me. Right there, looking at him like you had. You had what? What? You did what? <laughs> yeah, wait, it's just a dream. Up. It's just a dream, bro. We didn't touch. God, okay. And the, Unless anyway, you want point- it, let's that be funny for you. <laughs> and the point of that story is that a man can dream. The title he says, "A man can dream," Literally. and this really moves tsunami, who repeats it. A man can dream while looking at uh, looking at Shannon Lee. And then we go to the next yeah. fight. Machine is. It was really fucked up to do that that to machine to tell him about that dream because he has to fight like immediately after that. He has to right. run out of that. Oh, room you know what you're into a, you're doing what the show did. They you're skipping the lady fight. There was a lady fight here. Yeah. Yeah. They showed two moves, two, two highlights. It was a recap on. of a lady fight. Yeah. Right. There's more lady fights in like the later episode. Yeah, they right. do. They give them time to, but, uh, yeah, just wanna, like we get a glimpse of lady lightning here and, um, just like the craziest hair. It's I have fucking, ever seen it rules. on a martial artist. Or <laughs> I don't know what you call it. Human. It's, it's like, like a, a Peggy Hill with shaved sides. Okay. Like, yeah. I don't even know. It's like a corn it, puff mullet that she has bedazzled <laughs> because she bedazzles yeah. it. Oh, absolutely. But it feels like karate hair. Like it feels like she went to a, a mediocre hairdresser and said, give me karate hair. And they're like, I think I know what you mean. And then they did that. <laughs> yeah. I love it, except for the rhinestones. I'm a little confused. Do I wash it? <laughs> uh, oh, no, you okay, can't so wash the next, it. No, no, you can't get it. In fact, you'll die if you get it you wet. Now you're, it's your karate way. weakness. You have uh, to kill is, them with the dim mock. If you get blood on this from, like, any other move. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, watch that. Watch that karate man right I, out of my hair. I wrote in my notes around this part of the show that the dragon in the logo has like a really goofy overbite. Did you notice that about the logo? It's like someone drew, yeah. drew a dragon. We're like, duh, I'm a dragon. <laughs> hey. hey, what's <laughs> up? Um, So Warlock versus the Machine is the next fight. Uh, It's in the Dome of Death now, and it's just a straight-up one-on-one fight until... (laughs) 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 Penetrate the Dome. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so the... Yeah, yeah. The, that's what my wife says when it's when the kids are asleep. <laughs> that's what uh, ninjas <laughs> penetrate the dome. Uh, without analyzing that too much, uh, because I like I said, we're already an hour into this. It could be an hour just on ninjas penetrate the dome. Um, here's how it works: so the dome of death lowers. They fight. Ninjas at some point will penetrate the dome, which you got to be aware of. You got to be ready for the dome is somehow electrified. And if you touch it, that's how you earn points. But they repeatedly call out through most like it, like they're very insecure about it. They will pause yeah. to say the, the ninjas are immune to dome electricity because their clothes have been specially <laughs> like, treated with dome fabrics. Like, they don't actually say that it hurts you to touch it. They just say that it goes off and it counts a point. When you touch right. it, but and some so of the like, fighters... don't worry. When the ninjas touch it, it doesn't trigger a point. Yeah, they're okay. We've thought about that. Listen, we thought treatment. about that, and we yeah, treated yeah, yeah. their suits with special uh, material. <laughs> anti dome. <laughs> yes. Anti dome for breeze. We sprayed it down. Listen, it. it's all right. So the romance you know. is for fifth graders, but the dome science, the dome science is for four year olds. <laughs> it's bizarre how much they <laughs> mention. They're so insecure about it. You know somebody called them out on it before that went right. to air and they were like, oh, no, uh because uh, the ninjas are, this, uh, are dome-proof. I just heard myself say it out loud. You're right. We got to. <laughs> There's this cartoon I love, uh, the 60s Superman cartoon where Lex Luthor pulls these Luminians down from the stars to fight Superman. And they're like, they go, we are the Luminians. We are made of laser light. We vaporize everything we touch, except with the soles of our feet. <laughs> and I, I just love that. They're like, oh, yeah, checkmate. Checkmate pedantic chins. They won't fall through the floor you because assholes. of that, dickheads. <laughs> Whenever they tack it on like that, it's just a confession that somebody called them out. It's never like yeah. I thought of this. It's that somebody called me out right before this aired, and I was like, uh, and this is why, uh, and this is why the whole planet isn't destroyed. Um... <laughs> <laughs> so, so so whatever yeah, the machine special treatment specially treated when ninjas uh they fight 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 it's whatever it's like it, it's perfectly acceptable spin kicking where they clearly almost touch each other uh mm-hmm. warlock gives a really fancy split kick and machine catches it and looks like he's about to just obliterate that crotch like he's about to <laughs> send that to the nuclear nightmare zone <laughs> you're like oh i know what's happening the dome lifts and the match is over and warlock gets to keep his crotch in his little kid yeah. star pajamas another day. Uh, but the machine wins and we go back to the clubhouse where Panther is back still super coy with Shannon secret. And I've got that clip here. Thank you, Sean. Oh, my pleasure. Okay. Now here's Shannon secret. Shannon is a great singer. And she and I have been working on this record a song. I think you guys are going to all love. Ha, ha, ha. 
Will be the master. Oh, uh oh. <laughs> oh, oh shit. Okay. My order of the world, my ice council. Today's winner, Hakeem Alston, the machine, representing kickboxing. Shall receive the key symbol of his opponent, Larry Lamb Warlock, representing Kung Fu in the ceremony of the Dragon Belt. Big win for Hakeem Austin today. <laughs> they they uh, keep it playing the so whole time weird. while the narrator oh comes God. across to talk about their Kung Fu magic. Just great. You uh, gotta try your best. So the song, like, I don't actually know who who composed that one song, but. Um, when I was like looking stuff up about the show, it was developed and a lot of it was written by Norman Grossfeld, who was like, he's the guy who like produced the English, the early English adaptations of like Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh. And he wrote a bunch of songs on that Pokemon, uh, record that came out in the early two thousands, like to be a master. And he also Mm -hmm. wrote the Pokemon stage show, the one that cost like millions and millions of dollars and had all these huge trailer trucks moving around these like gigantic Pokemon robots and, uh, and costumes. So it's possible. He also wrote this song. I would say it's, it's terrible and he should be ashamed of himself. Yeah. <laughs> it rules. If and I hope have, never changes. Uh, I'm proposing a bill to Congress to institute the death penalty for that song. <laughs> and I just I'm throwing it out there. It's a long it's, shot. It sneaks up on you. Like they, oh, this is a remix of Kung Fu Fighting. Oh. Yeah, you'd never know. Oh, now beginning. it's just Kung Fu Fighting because you forgot no, how to do now. anything else because you only had three <laughs> oh, seconds okay. of rap. All right. Oh. All right. Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't even have to tell that you that. That was the secret. Right. That was the He was wise secret. to keep that secret for as yeah. long as possible. He's like, I'm not telling anybody about this. <laughs> and he's like, you, okay, you so they cut better away. not. To a little montage music video, and I I assume, as Sean said, they all just stared at him like, "What the fuck is this?" While this video plays, we didn't see that part. We just see uh, we see some hip hop karate dancing because if you know martial arts, that's all you can do. That's the only dance you know is martial arts to the beat. Uh, It's it's kind of nothing. Uh, as, as you heard him say, Machine uh, wins. He wins Warlock's key symbol, adds it to his sweet belt that I don't think they ever made toys of, but I would have loved to have that fucking belt and yeah. give the little badges to all my friends and then beat the shit out of them and take their badges. Yeah, I would have beat the shit out of them for those badges. <laughs> would have been such a good game. Uh, uh, so now Wait, he's once When you were a kid, you studied Shoren Rude, didn't you? No, it was... It was just American Kempo and, and Taekwondo, oh, okay. uh, collectively known as the most useless decorative martial arts. Mm. Right. I thought you did Sean uh, Rue, so I, I was going to accuse I you of being a John hammers. Smith. <laughs> hammers. Yeah, it's but, um, like, you know, it's, it's pros and cons, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, you specialize in, like, claw or sledge? Like, which style? I mean, just, like, whatever my parents left out, basically. Mm-hmm. Um it's really adaptable. It's freestyle you know, hammering. 
like the Jeet Kune Do of uh, <laughs> yeah, like I don't know, assault with a deadly weapon. <laughs> all right so you uh, so the machine has has earned the right to challenge olympus for the dragon star which is the ultimate prize here in the whole goal uh it's a paper mache like that's your wish uh, oh, sure so that's not his weapon that's that christmas ornaments like like the it's trophy his no. prize yeah yeah okay. it's the, it's the it prize they're weapon. all fighting for he might use it as a weapon since he's the champion. I don't know. Maybe you get it and it's like it's like the thing from Krull. He can control it with his yeah, mind. Yeah, it's the glaive. <laughs> it's just like you can make it annoy people and bop against yeah. their head over and over. <laughs> just like in just like in Krull. Uh, so Shannon ends ends the the whole episode by saying, Here's a message to my good friend Tsunami. Good luck next week, and you're right. Anything is possible. So she's down to clap. So she's gonna. Oh yeah. She's gonna nail tsunami. Is what also yeah. biased uh, commentator, which is probably why they dumped her for season two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, like soon after, she will not appear. She, she keeps, will not yeah. appear again. She keeps fucking the ninjas. <laughs> <laughs> There's like a little PSA at the end. I think it was Olympus. I forget where he's like. It's yeah. just like tsunami said. Anything is. He gets it wrong, actually. He doesn't say the exact same thing he says. He's like, nothing is impossible. Live your life by the code of the Dragon Star. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Which is Sit around and imagine what it would be like to bang somebody. Try to <laughs> yeah. Get it deep in your head. Plan your life together. Then go up and tell them about it. Pass right. them a message you know, through your, because you're shy. Which is what your capway friend. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's kind of a nothing PSA, but I but he does say like live by the code of the Dragon Star, and that is absolutely something I would have screamed as a kid as I like jumped off the house. <laughs> I'm Shannon Lee, and we will be back for part two of WMAC Masters Podcast with Merritt K. And of course, there's only one way we can end this podcast. Okay, now here's Shannon's secret. Shannon, it's <laughs> a great singer. She and I have been working on this record, a song I think you guys are going to all love. Okay, now, here we go. You gotta try your best! I can't believe Shannon's hip-hop career didn't take off. If anybody had the credit. After like, after hearing this, Tsunami was like, oh. Oh, oh yeah. Man. No, that's so cool. Did you see yeah, Tsunami? Yeah, I said cool. I was down at the end of the episode. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I'm going yeah. into orbit, though. I got to go to space. Yeah, it's in space. Shannon, Lisa, is where you like that? Uh, did you like that vocal run? And then Tsunami's like, girl, that was a vocal diarrhea. <laughs> And then <laughs> Panther rings his little bell. Einstein Hunter Frankfurt. Einstein Hunter Frankfurt. It's a podcast canal. Und mit maximalem Schau. Doc Frankfurt podcast. Correct. Yeah. Ich brauch dies nicht, brauch dies nicht ohne. Schick die in die Hundesau. Vier eine Stunde.
it's the 9,000th annual Monster Dog Rally Supreme, the only monster truck rally where the trucks are also huge angry men and also hot dogs, plus at least one other thing. Maybe more, always more. All your favorites are here. Three Finger Louie, the only truck that plays the blues. Aaron Croston, Adrian H, Aiden Moat, Alpha Scientist Chavo, Sworn Truck Enemy of Dr. Truckopolis, Un Andy Armando Nava, Badger, the Feral Truck. That implies you can tame a truck. You can't. Benjamin Cyronin, Bim Talzer, Brandon Garlock, the truck magician. What's that behind your ear? It's a truck. Brian Saylor, Brianne Whitney, Barry Tumat, the adult truck, a full grown truck. Cyril, Rev, Chance McDermott, Chris Brower, Clementine Danger, the truck who sees a therapist. Curious Glare, Dan B. Truck Therapist. Dat FM Entertainment, Dean Costello, Donald Finney, Dr. Awkward, Dusty's Rad Title, three child trucks in a trench coat trying to sneak into this R-rated truck rally. Eric Spaulding, every zig, Fancy Shark. Jellaho, the well-hung truck, and the reason this truck rally needs an R rating. Greg Cunningham, Hambone, Haraka, Harvey Penguini, the hot truck. That's not a sex thing, it's overheating. Hot fart, the hot truck. Also not a sex thing, it's stolen. Honk, the hot truck, who doesn't know it, so it's still pretty attainable. Jaber Al Aiden, Jet Oroski, Jim Salter, aka Dr. Truckopolis, John Dean, John Hector McFarlane, John McCammon, the truck who graduated college, John Minkoff, Joseph Searles, Josh Fabian, Josh Quicksall, the truck who's a billionaire, not the driver, it's the truck itself, Josh S. Joshua Graves, Ken Paisley, K-N-M, M. Jahi Chappelle knows truck jitsu. Mac Miserable is the only truck who knows how to counter truck jitsu. Matt Riley, Max Baroy, the man who swore revenge on all truck kind. Nobody tell him he's also a truck. Michael Lair, Michael Wells, Mickey Loman, Mike Stiles, AKA Dr. Truckenstein. Moju, aka Truckenstein's monster. Truck. ND, Neil Bailey, Neil Shaper, Neku 104. The truck who's a man, who's a jungle cat, who's an urban vigilante, who's a little bit sassy. Nick Ralston, Ozzy Olin, Patrick Herps, Rachel, the mood truck. Don't assume you know what the colors mean. Pink is for destruction. Rhiannon, Sarkovsky, Sean Chase, Spotty Reception, Supernaut, the Funkadelic truck who became lost in time and is now King of the Dinosaurs and prefers to be called King Funkalicious Truckosaurus Rex the Third. T. 
Ted H. The Coward Truck, who assassinated the great King Funkalicious Truckosaurus Rex III. Thomas Cavazos, Timmy Leahy, Tom Sakula, Tommy G, Waylon Russell, Yanis Ionitis, the only truck to discover a new type of cave salamander. Yosarian and featuring the truck sensation sweeping truck nation. Kids love it, moms want it, dads begrudgingly respect it, even if they'll never admit it. Come on down this Sunday and see the one and only Toasty God, the truck eating truck.